0: Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Wednesday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. Today is also a wonderful memorial. Today is the memorial of St. Cecilia, virgin and martyr. And of course, St. Cecilia is the patron saint of music and a wonderful day for us to really uh, embrace uh, her contribution to the church uh, in history, to look her up and to find ways in which God used her mightily in the history of the church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While people were listening to Jesus speak, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought that the kingdom of God would appear there immediately. So he said, A nobleman went off to a distant country to obtain the kingship for himself and then to return. He called ten of his servants and gave them ten gold coins and told them, engage in trade with these until I return. His fellow citizens, however, despised him and sent a delegation after him to announce, we do not want this man to be our king. But when he returned after obtaining the kingship, he had the servants called to whom he had given the money to learn what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, sir, your gold coin Has earned ten additional ones. He replied, Well done, good servant. You have been faithful in this very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. Then the second came and reported, Your gold coin, sir, has earned five more. And to this servant, too, he said, You take charge of five cities. And then the other servant came and said, Sir, Here is your gold coin. I kept it stored away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you because you are a demanding person. You take up what you did not lay down, and you harvest what you did not plant. He said to him, With your own words, I condemn you, you wicked servant. You knew I was a demanding person, taking up what I did not lay down and harvesting what I did not plant. Why did you not put my money in the bank? Then on my return, I would have collected it with interest. And to those standing by, he said, take the gold coin from him and give it to the servant who has 10. But they said to him, sir, he has 10 gold coins. I tell you to everyone who has more will be given, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now, as for the enemies of mine who did not want me as their king, bring them here and slay them before me. After he had said this, he proceeded on his journey up to Jerusalem. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, we've got uh, two parables in one. We've got the parable of Uh, The nobleman wanting to become king. And in the midst of that, we have the parable of the ten gold coins. And um, both of these have to do with looking into the future. One having to do with the more immediate future, the other with a, a longer term future. But let's look first of all at the nobleman who desired a kingship. And it talks about going off to a distant country to obtaining the kingship for himself and then return. And uh, one of the things that happened is that uh, a delegation uh, who did not like the nobleman uh, also went and announced, we don't want this man to be our king. And really, he's, he's taking something from uh, recent history of the Jewish people. Herod the Great, of course, was the king uh, at the time of Jesus' birth. But subsequently, he passed away, and his sons desired their, uh, to be king in his place. One of them, <clears throat> by the name of Archelaus, actually traveled to Rome to claim the kingship of his father Herod for himself. Interestingly, the, uh, the Jewish people also sent a delegation to Rome to object to him becoming their king. They did not want him. They, I mean, Herod the Great was a treacherous individual, and his sons weren't any better, and uh, they did not want Archelaus to have any governing power whatsoever. And so they also traveled, uh, just as the, the uh, delegation in the parable, they traveled to object to him. Well, Archelaus was not given the kingship of the entire territory. He was given Judea and Samaria and uh, his brother uh, Herod the Tetrarch was given part and Philip was given part. So there were uh, different um, parts of Herod the Great's kingdom that were given to the different sons. Now, Archelaus did, in fact, become king, just like this man did, in fact, return. And Jesus was pointing to the fact that, in a sense, he is about to travel to Jerusalem, and there his kingdom was going to become realized. But it isn't going to be the same kingdom that uh, Herod the Great or any of the, the Tetrarchs had. His kingdom was not of this world. It was a spiritual kingdom. And at the same time, there were people that would object to his kingship and uh, his, any of his claims as the Messiah. And of course, this uh, was actually uh, made real in Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, which would happen immediately after this particular teaching at the end, as it says, he proceeded on his journey up to Jerusalem, were about to have the triumphal entry, at which time Jesus would enter into his Passion Week. And we do know that objections were there. And so there would be an expectation that he needed to derail, that um, this would be an easy kingship, that he was going to go into this Jerusalem and there proclaim a new governing uh, uh, power uh, taking over the area, vanquishing the Romans, all of that. That's not what was going to happen. And so he addresses that in this parable. At the same time, he wanted to address the faithfulness of those who awaited the coming of a king. And this, of course, would be at the end of time when Jesus, as the king of kings, would return to establish his kingdom on earth. And that return would be a a reconciliation of all things to God's salvation power. So this is the secondary part of this parable. And here again, he's doing the same thing he did with the talents. He's talking about how you want to spend your life in anticipation of the coming of a king. And there were those that invested their coins and uh, gave them, you know, each a a gold coin. And uh, one of them took them and uh, earned 10 additional coins. And another one earned five additional coins. And, of course, very similar to the talents, uh, one of them just took and uh, hid away. It stored away the talent, which was no good at all. I mean, just didn't do anything in terms of returning an investment. The whole bottom line is the same thing from the parable of the talents. And that is that Jesus wants us to be about his business until he comes again. And his coming again may be in our time, but most likely we will meet him at the point of our death. And there uh, he will want to know what we have done with the trust that we've been given. And, um, uh, for example, one of the things that can be a parallel is the giving of the gold coin can be similar to the giving of grace at baptism. And from our baptism, we are to then live out the life. Baptism is not like a magic bullet that we are given and we just hold on to it for the end until the end of our life. We just, you know, store it in a handkerchief. We bury it in the ground and we go about our business. That's not it at all. That that grace that we've been given is to be invested in our lives, throughout our lives, and all of us will be able to have a return, a a bearing fruit in our lives by the investment of the grace that God has given to us, that we might continue to live for him abundantly. And so again, what we have here is that uh, admonition, that challenge, a warning Uh, And an urgent uh, message from Jesus that our life here on earth is to be invested in the things of God, not just to be lived out. And at the end of time, just pull out our baptismal certificate and say, hey, here am I. It doesn't work that way. We have to live out our lives for him, depending upon his grace, depending upon his life of redemption, that he has given us grace With which to live each day. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, you know, it's a pretty obvious application, I think, for today. Uh, It's a good time for self-examination, which is uh, one of the things we can do during Lent. Lent, excuse me, Advent. Advent is a little Lent. It is a lighter penitential season, but it is a time, again, for us to examine our hearts, examine our lives, and see how we are living out the grace that he has poured into us, making our, our lives one of dependence on him, upon his life, upon his grace, upon the strengthening that we receive by the Holy Spirit, that we might live our lives in a personal relationship with him. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.